Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Born and record and brother priest today is October 23rd, 2017. Is uh, Gavin on the line? Yes, sir. I'm here. What do you know about black seed oil, brother? Oh, wow. That's funny you say that. <clears throat> black seed oil. It's good for... I want to say that it's good for if you want to keep away from certain flus and ailments and colds, uh, anti-inflammatory, and it's good for your neurological system. And it's a protein, so it's it's multiple, it's it's, uh, used for like multiple purposes. It's funny that you mentioned that because my oldest brother, he was saying to me that uh, he was trying to put me onto it. He said, "I'm surprised you don't know anything about it." So I started reading up. <laughs> I started reading up on it. So that's uh, something uh, I get great minds thinks alike. I'll yield on that. <laughs> um. Yeah. I've been using black seed oil for, um, I don't know, maybe, what is this, 2017, so a little over 20 years, <clears throat> probably, let me see, uh, about 23 years, and one thing about it that I can tell you for sure, um, they don't call it a cure-all for no reason because it does cure or it helps and aids to cure just about anything. Well, I'm going to say just about anything. It will help to cure anything. I mean, literally. And so uh, my... I haven't had any in uh, about two months, maybe a little bit. Hi, brother. This is Crystal. Yes, ma'am. I want to know, will it help with an overactive thyroid? It will. Definitely will. But I can tell you this, sister. Do you have any acupuncturists in your area? Not that I'm aware of. Check out the check out the acupuncture doctor, and um, when there's a thyroid issue, it's either too much iron, not enough iron. Oh, excuse me, iodine. Um, it's a it's a iodine 
if I'm remembering correctly, it's an iodine issue. Um, so check that out. Uh, check out the iodine issue. If you okay. are, if you have somebody that is who's eating um, iodized table salt, any iodized table salt, you got to get rid of it. We all need to get rid of iodized table salt. Mm-hmm. We need unidized salt. We specifically need that because, and if you have a thyroid, if anybody has a thyroid issue, you really got to deal with that salt issue. Um, but yes, ma'am. So the black seed oil will help with that. Now I'm going to tell you the origin of this. I might have spoken on this in the past, but I'm going to speak on it again. Um, my teachers, my teachers used to take um, full-blown crack addicts and heroin addicts, and in 72, 72 hours, clean them up to where they had no more crack addiction, no more um, heroin addiction. And heroin addiction is one of the most difficult ones because of the um, sugar cane issue. Because it's, it's uh, raw sugar cane, and that's a really hard one to, to uh, kick. And they would do it in 72 hours. So one day I asked teacher, I said, teacher, what – I." What do what do I need to do to I forget what I asked him now. This had to do with something I was going through. And he said black seed oil. And I said flax seed oil? I, I said flax seed? He said no, black seed oil. He said it'll cure anything. And when he said this to me, I remember thinking I don't think I asked them right then, but I remember thinking maybe that's how they did that. That's how they're dealing with these drug addicts because I couldn't understand how they were doing it. Well, later later on, I found out uh, what they do is they, they were flushing your system. They'll flush your system totally, and then they'll, um, they'll give you the black seed oil. But flushing the system, you can do with um, unidized sea salt and warm water. The lemonade diet. Anybody, if you know about the lemonade diet, yes, sir. Where where you take the the warm water mixed with sea salt and you drink that, and then. It, you have to be right near the, the bathroom because in five minutes you're going to have an explosion. <laughs> it's going to it's going to explode your uh, your all your te- intestine. It's going to just clean it right out. Mm-hmm. The lemon when they say lemon aid, they really mean lemon aid. Lemon lemon in and of itself will cure most toxic issues. So if you have raw lemon juice, raw lemon juice will will knock a headache out in like five minutes or less. Um, But yeah, so 
Anyway, I have no idea why the spirit is leading me to talk about this as I'm opening. So it must be meant for somebody to hear this, but um, I'm just going to go while the spirit is speaking in my ear. So um, I've had acupuncture. Oh, let me speak about what the black sea oil did. That's what I was leading to. Uh, Let me see. Today is Monday. So I want to say last Wednesday, maybe. Last Tuesday or Wednesday, my my grandmother, I mean, excuse me, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law has the stroke issue, and she wasn't able to talk. And she's one of those types that she is not into, like, holistic medicine, and she's bedridden right now, so she can't really move her left side. Now, her face is not dropped or anything that, but um, she still has the issue on her left side. Now, I gave her the black seed oil. I went to the store, me and Tor went to the store, and I went and grabbed it. I said, Tor, it's time to start giving this to your mom. Now, we normally had some, but for the most part, we normally had black seed oil, but we hadn't gotten any in a couple of months. I'm kidding you not. In two days, I can understand her talking. In two days of taking it. Now, I couldn't understand her before then. Like, she can talk, but you can't, you know, she can't, you can't make out the words most of the time. In two days, I can make out the words. Another thing, they have this water, and I get this water from H-E-B, grocery store, but um, this is a plus 9.5 pH. It's called Nature's Crystal Alkaline Water. Um, I, you don't want to drink alkaline water, particularly alkaline water this high in pH. You don't want to drink it every day, and you don't want to drink a whole lot of it, but um, the alkaline period, we all know alkaline kills toxins and acids. Well, most of us know anyway. But it kills toxins and acids in the body. Okay? Alkaline balance in the body, and alkaline water period, is really ancient. Um, it's ancient, but and they've been using it for centuries. Um, even during the time of the Christ. But this particular one, it's very inexpensive, and you and it's only, uh, this is three liters for um, $2. And it's, well, here in Texas, we have a store called HEB, and that, that store is kind of a little bit more health conscious. It's a grocery store, but look for Nature's Crystal, pH 9.5 plus. If you can find this water, I uh, highly recommend you getting it. If you can't find it, there's other alkaline water. Uh, Look for a pH 
um, of seven or higher. Okay, drink this regularly. One of the major things that happens when you, I did not intend, I did not intend on speaking about this, by the way. This is not the current topic. So this has to be the spirit moving me. Um, once, once you, well, look, with this, with this particular one, I'm going to tell you what this one has done for me. Uh, when you, I I don't eat meat regularly. I used to, but I don't any longer. And if I can avoid it, I don't eat it at all. But the times that I have eaten it, you can feel your body get a little bit sluggish, or at least I can. You have to pay attention to your body. You have to listen to your body, you must, particularly when you get older. But um, I've taken this water, and I'm 47 years old now. So I'm, you know, the older you get, things start to slow down. How quickly you bounce back. So that means usually, if you can afford it, you have to double your intake of something as you get older. But usually it'll take my body two days to respond to any type of thing that goes in. But this, I drink this water. If I would wake up after I ate some meat, if I would wake up, I would feel really sluggish. I would feel zombie-esque, like I was a zombie. And I drink this water. It, it wouldn't matter if I eat meat. It wouldn't matter how long I sleep. It's like it would never be enough sleep. I drink this water. I could sleep for an hour, literally, and I will feel like I just had a good night's sleep. It's almost like it also almost has a caffeine-like effect because it's not going to – I can't explain it. You feel a difference when you have um, alkaline water in you. 2014, I had pneumonia, and I was, I felt like I was on my deathbed, and I was preparing because um, I didn't want to go to the hospital, and they killed me <laughs> because of who and what I am and what I do. I, you know, I don't blame them, but I don't trust them either. I'm not an idiot, you know. So I was, like, in really bad shape. Pneumonia is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. And um, how I was able to get rid of it was a heating pad. So heat therapy works with anything and everything. Heat therapy works with anything and everything. If you're outside in the sun, there's what? Vitamin D, Gavin, is it vitamin D that's coming from the sun? I think it is. You get the the solar energy that produces the melanin in the skin and the vitamin, it brings out the vitamin D in your body. Oh, I got you. 
so the, that vitamin two major deficiencies in the United States, um, health deficiencies, magnesium and vitamin D. For men, brothers, you don't want a vitamin D deficiency, brothers. I'm specifically talking to brothers. Um, When you get older, uh, vitamin D helps that part of yourself that you don't want to have problems with. I hope you can read between the lines. Yeah. Okay. So the vitamin D deficiency helps younger men um, also because um, there's a nat- there's just a natural uh, vitamin D deficiency in America because of the lack of the the sun, our lack our lack of contact with the sun. Mm-hmm. Now. Heat therapy, I used the heating pad when I had the pneumonia because what happened was I was I was in such bad condition that I I was coughing every ten seconds and it started to I was taking cough drops, I was taking natural cough drops, everything, um drinking plenty of liquids, all of that. But what happened was it got so painful to cough that every time I would cough, it felt like mm, a sledgehammer hitting my ribs. Well, like something, my ribs were breaking. That's what from the inside out. It was so painful. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. And I was, it was hurting so bad. And Tora was like, "Why don't you just go to the hospital? Just go to the hospital." I'm like. Well, let me do this one more thing, and if this doesn't work, I'm going to the hospital. And this is, I put the heating pad on me for about two or three hours, wrapped it around my ribs, and it's an electric heating pad, and it was working immediately. In two hours, it basically stopped all the pain. I kept it on there for three hours straight, which was really difficult, but I did it. And what happened was I was feeling the pain on my left side, on my left ribs. And it was steady, just steady pain over and over and over and over. Well, I kept it on there for about three hours. The pain all but stopped. Um, I kept doing that for about two or three days, I think it was, and I thought I was good. Well, then it started coming back again, but this time it moved over to my right side. Put the heating pad back over there, held it for a couple hours, pain stopped, and I did that for about two days, and it was going away. Then it tried to move back over to my left side again. And I put the heating pad back on it, and it stopped. But then it was time for us to go to Detroit. So it pretty much stopped, and I had it under control. I wasn't coughing anymore, but I was still a little bit not good. I went to Detroit. I went and got alkaline water. But this specific alkaline water 
were from people that I know personally in Detroit. I drank that water as soon as I got there. That stuff was eliminated the same day. And I never had a problem again. That was alkaline water. And I'm telling you from experience. Heat therapy, um, a couple of months ago, I jammed somehow. I thought my ankle was broke. (laughs) Um, Tore as a nurse. So she was like, no, it's not broke. I said, well, is this some ligaments or something? Because this is ridiculous pain. I couldn't even walk on it. And I was down for about almost a month. Couldn't walk on it. And I was like, um, forget this. I talked to Gavin. Gavin, Well, Gavin called me that night after we got off a call. And I had just been using um, the heating pad. And I'm telling you again, I put the heating pad on my ankle. Tora had told me this, put the heating pad on it. Now, this is after about a month of pain now. I put the heating pad on it for an hour and a half tops. And my entire month of pain was over in an hour and a half of the heating pad. No lie. (laughs) No lie. So, um, always keep you a heating pad and a hot water bottle. Always keep you some black seed oil. Make sure you get unidized sea salt. The scriptures tell you to use sea salt, okay? Um, and the scriptures tell you to use black seed oil, but it's called cumin oil or cumin in the Bible because it's black cumin ground up into an oil. Okay, so just tell you to use it. It's in the Bible. So... um Keep you some black seed oil. Um, Food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Food-grade hydrogen peroxide is what they used to use in the 90s in the holistic world um, to treat HIV and AIDS and cancer. Sister Tora prescribed uh, full-grade hydrogen peroxide to her aunt who had cancer. Her aunt drunk it for about a year, and her cancer was gone. Full-grade hydrogen peroxide. Very, very, very important. If you go through any bouts of depression, the herb St. John's wort will, if you have major depression, you need 900 mg a day of St. John's wort. 900 a day, mg's a day. But St. John's wort is a mood enhancer. It's a natural herb mood enhancer, and it will cure depression. It will cure manic depression. It will cure depression, period. It'll be it's a mood enhancer and it will uplift your mood. I had to use it in my life 
and it cured my depression. And depression is a really, it's a dangerous thing. You don't really know the depth of it until you experience it. Um, let me think, what else? One more thing let me think about. Uh, well, look, full-grade hydrogen peroxide. Oh, acupuncture. Um, acupuncture, why that's important. There's a, a lot of, the, the, of course, you got to change your diet. You want to, if you're dealing with any type of major illnesses, you want to flush your system. First thing you want to do is flush your system, um, of course. And I suggest you do the, get you some, vegetarian capsules you can go to vitamin shop vitamin world or whatever it is and or i think gnc maybe and get you some empty plastic capsules make sure they're vegetarian capsules and get you some unionized sea salt and make your own capsules of sea salt and then take the capsules with some warm water, okay? Because mixing that sea salt in water and trying to drink it is a horrible experience. But if you put it in the capsules, you you it's a whole lot easier because you don't taste it. But believe me, it's going to erupt in your intestines. I don't know who this is meant for, but the spirit... It's forcing me to talk about it, so um, yeah. So hopefully these things will help you. Uh, well, uh, one other thing to say: don't ever be afraid to go to um, chemical medicine that modern day America uses. Don't be afraid to use that. Okay, like I'll tell you one other thing. Understand, Sister Tora is a registered nurse. So prior to meeting me, she wasn't into holistic alternative medicine at all. And so it's, it's kind of been, I don't want to say a struggle, but you got to understand when somebody's been trained in this for 25 years and they've never heard anything alternative to what they've been trained in they're not going to just take to it immediately. So she kind of has given it some resistance. Okay, well, she's a whole lot more open now, and she's all into it now, but she wasn't always like that now. So um, I mentioned that Sister Tora basically had two many strokes in the last couple of months. The first one was due to uh, an infection and it raised her blood pressure really high and she almost had a stroke. The second one, I believe, was due to the fact that my mother-in-law had a stroke. All right, now this is what happened. The first time, they put her on blood pressure medicine. 
And I kept telling her, take the medicine. You don't have to take it forever. Take it temporarily. Once you get the thing under control, wean yourself off of it. Don't just go cold turkey. Because chemical medicine, for whatever reason, it operates far quicker than herbal medicine. It just, that's a fact. It gets into your bloodstream quicker. It's a temporary fix. But the fact is that it will temporarily prevent pain. There's nothing else. Okay, don't stay on it forever. Don't stay on it forever. But don't come off it too prematurely. The great comedian uh, Patrice O'Neill, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Many people don't know him, but he was he had uh, diabetes, and he tried to come off his medicine too soon. He's dead. He tried to go totally holistic or something. He's dead. So you have to take your time. With Torah, she did just like she did just as we talked about. Um, she. For me, it was more of a reminder to her, you know, don't forget, don't just go cold turkey because she did that before and that didn't work out too well. Well, she went to the acupuncturist. The acupuncturist gave her some acupuncture and gave her the lemon uh, diet thing to immediately deal with high blood pressure. So this combination is sparkling water, mineral water, excuse me, mineral water with raw lemon juice. So it did it. Instantly, her blood pressure was under control in a matter of under an hour. She did it every day for about three to four days. She came off of the medicine. She kept doing it um, like that, but she totally came off of the medicine and was drinking the mineral water and lemon juice, and she's totally off of the medicine, blood pressure 100% under control. So it's a, when you have health issues, that is a life challenge. And you just need to know you got to be patient with yourself Don't be totally anti-American medicine, chemical medicine, anti-doctors or whatever. Don't be totally anti-them. Just understand, just wean yourself off, whatever you're challenged with, if you can. But, um, yeah, so, Rami, are you there? Yes, brother. Okay, I just wanted to make sure there. I can't see who's on the line right now. Um, I'm about to log in to see who's on. Hold on a second.
Holy smokes. There's a lot of people on the line. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, South Carolina, South Carolina Coastal. So, Yaquim. Hello, Hello, brother. Everything all right? Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm staying here listening to you, um, Brother Preach. And I'm glad I was on the, on the line tonight because I was actually. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Can I actually um saying that you know because I'm I'm actually laid off from my job now, but I'm happy that I'm laid off because now I have time to do everything I want to do. And one of the main things I wanted to do was get my health together. Go ahead and get my health together. And I was saying that I was going to take do um, what you said, like don't eat no meat for three months. And don't eat no meat for three months. And I was trying, you know, figure ways to, like, detox my body and things like that. And I was going to start going to the gym so I can, um, you know, get in shape. Get in shape and stuff. And so all the stuff you were saying tonight, and I was just like, you know, no, that's that's great. You know, I think the most high for all the stuff you said. And with that idea. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, brother, do you what is today? Monday. Do you have do you have any availability uh on um Wednesday? Like during the day? Yes, sir, I have availability. Okay. Can you please give me a call about maybe three or four o'clock your time? Yes, sir. I sure will. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, Brother Azim, are you there? Yes, sir. How's your wife, brother?
commerce, period, anyway, and they don't care. So, you know, like I saw an interview with one of my favorite um, all-time players, John Sally. He used to play for the Detroit Pistons. And while he was playing for the Detroit Pistons, I met him under a number of occasions, and um, I was in the music world. Well, he, I mean, he's just a wonderful, just, Solid brother. He's a he's a vegan also, but um, John Sally did an interview recently talking about his NBA contracts and explaining how when you come into the league, they don't teach you anything. Period, and they don't want you to know basically because all all they want to do is what they've always been doing. You be the court jester, and when your career is over, you won't have any money. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, not, you're not supposed to have any. But, yeah, I mean, we just spoke on I, – I had just spoken on what would happen if Colin Kaepernick were to sue the NFL. He could win and all, all the ways that he could win. And if they don't um, settle with him, he could take over that whole league. Because that's a major, major offense. Yes. Um, and we don't realize how serious. Um, listen, when they outlawed Jim Crow, when they desegregated schools, who were the ones fighting against Negroes coming to their schools? And who were the ones defending Negroes? It was the United States of America government, the military, the armed forces, the police, believe it or not. (laughs) They would walk Negroes into the school and would dare you to touch us. Now, the, when you bring out the armed forces, the the, the army and the um, national guard to deal with an issue that's at, at such a civil unrest, then you know you got to know that it's more a matter of law than it is anything else. It's not skin color. When it comes to government, I'm not talking about the common everyday Caucasoid. When it comes to the government issues, they cannot operate solely on prejudice, racism, whatever you want to call it. They must operate off of the law. And they know better. The, the, the trick is Negroes don't know better. We keep thinking it's all against us. It's not all against us. We just have to learn. We have to relearn law and get the hell out of these fantasy worlds and stop thinking that money and a whole bunch of money is going to save all of your problems. It is not. If, if you, if look, if if a, a poor, struggling, five dollar crack whore is homeless and and selling sex in order to survive every day for five dollars, you go and give that whore a million dollars. She's going to be a million-dollar crack whore. She's going to smoke that million dollars up. 
you give a million dollars to some idolaters, they're going to pipe. Look look what the Vander Holyfield did. Do you all remember this guy yeah. gave his pastor 10 million, what was it, 10 million brothers? Yeah. 10 million brothers? Or something like that. Evander Holyfield had nine children by various women, gave his pastor, his Christian pastor, $10 million, and the guy's broke and can't get a quarter out of his pastor. He's broke now. He had to fight till he, he couldn't fight anymore and damn near killed himself in the ring because all his money is gone. We are economic. Evander, Holy? Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Holy. Wow. Yeah, that's the money with Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar. Okay, I didn't. Re- I didn't know that was Creflo Dollar. He gave that money too. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy. But see, and, and, no- and, and see, that's the whole thing. The whole dynamic is brothers like Holyfield, Tyson, all of them. They don't understand that this is commerce, and they're conducting themselves with commercial entities, and they're not even organized. That's right. But you know what's worse? What's worse is when you have the means and you don't know how to use it. So let me let me explain something. Let me explain something. Seriously, when your life is a is one hundred percent about working for Federal Reserve notes, who is your master? Look, you spend 40 to 60 to 80 hours a week working for Federal Reserve notes, just to get Federal Reserve notes. You don't have time or energy to vote to anything else. Who and what are you actually serving? If you think money is, it don't matter if it's gold or silver, lawful money. It's no difference in lawful money than legal tender. And from this perspective, which is, you really think that's your savior? Do you think riches are your savior? No. You, we, listen, everybody's life could be better with more quote unquote money. Some of us here, we're financially comfortable. Some of us are not. But if you're financially comfortable, that's cool. But if you, as long as it does not rule your life, if it rules your life, if it's your end all be all, you got a problem. If you if you think you can't get ahead or get somewhere without it, you got another problem. Never put your all of your faith and trust in earning Federal Reserve notes. That it's important to work. It's important to earn. Yes. But it is not your savior. You must do it. When I'm telling you, in my life, I struggle to try to get this message out to us. And I have suffered in my life for that reason, but it's worth it to me. 
And I I know that when 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 you get when you really get it. See, my struggle is all around me too. It's not just you know, teaching class. It's not just dealing with community. It's dealing with my own immediate family. Because they don't even get what I'm saying. You know, like, they're so it, so deep into this illusion that they don't even get it. But, of course, if I come and say, hey, let's go make, here's a way to make a whole lot of money, then you got another problem because they don't even want to do that. They, Negroes are so destroyed. They just they they feel, we we have this feeling like we just owe something. We're not owed anything. Nobody owes us anything. Get up off your behind and work and earn what you get. Anyway, dealing with these athletes. Listen, when you can see this one thing, you cannot prosper. It is not designed for you to prosper off of one income unless you're extra, extra, extra disciplined. You almost have to be so disciplined that you might kill yourself to your own standards. The key is you must have multiple streams. But you cannot have multiple streams unless you network with a body of people that you have like minds with. This is built into nationhood. This is why as long as you keep thinking and acting alone and selfishly, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. Then when you try to work with others, well, your own people, and you see how they let you down, how they disappear on you, say they're going to do this and drop the ball, and you depended on them. Let, let me tell you a story. Listen to this. So back in 08, my brother is facing 35 to life in federal prison. So it, it, it was for uh, white slavery he was facing. So I, I'm here to help defend him. Um, I couldn't cross the bar, but I'm doing all the legal writing and everything. So, oh boy, there was a guy that was supposed to be one of a, one of our quote unquote crew, who was a notary. And my god brother paid this guy that was in our crew now, in our little camp clique, our little law group, right? He paid him to notarize these documents and send it off by notorial protest. So the notary ships it out. He paid him. The stuff had to be date and time stamped for a specific day, which was like the, the next day before 5 p.m. This Negro did not do it. He was playing with his brother's life, with his irresponsibility, because he paid the guy $50 to do the notorial protest, and this Negro 
You could not even depend on him to do something that earned him money and for a good cause, to help your brother like you say you love. You say you love your brother, you down for the cause. You get paid, Negro, and you still don't do it. So I called I called the, the, the leader of the camp. I called him, and I said, you call that nigga and bring his ass over here right now because I'm going to whoop his ass. Excuse my language. <laughs> I said, I'm going to kick his ass all up and down this goddamn barbershop. Excuse my language. But I said it back then. <laughs> I was so pissed off that we... Here's his brother. Oh, I'm down for the cause. I'm into more science. I'm into, you know, and drinking goddamn green tea. And... Negro, you are, you are still nickel slick nigga. That's what you are. Disguised as some kind of conscious more. And I said, you call him over here because I'm about to kick there. And I said, if I have to go over to him, I might kill him. Because I don't play that. I'm a Hebrew. I don't play that. When we talk about loyalty, we talk about loyalty, death before dishonor. You do not dishonor your brothers and sisters. And if you are in a situation where you can't honor your word, you tell them, you remove yourself from the responsibility. You find somebody to replace that that can uphold the responsibility or then do whatever you can to do right. Somebody needs to go on mute. Forgive me for venting like I'm venting, but um, we need to hear this. Somebody needs to go on mute. Hold on. I'm going to mute everybody and find out who's who. EK, you there? Brother E.K. Shalom. You all right, brother? I'm all right, brother. Okay. Hold on, I'm checking to see where this noise is coming from. Here's my point. My point is, we we are our own worst enemy. We really are. You, listen, we all get overwhelmed in life. You know, God knows I do. The Lord knows I do. I get overwhelmed. And but I'm always as honest as I can be with with you. If I can do something, I will do it. If I can't, I just can't do it. And as much back work that has been thrown on me by people saying they're gonna do this, this, this and this and then they don't. People in this nation claim they're going to do this, 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 and they don't. Or they have listened. Or they they try to, they don't hear everything, so they do whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? And then it causes everybody injury. So transfer that to your life. And think about all the time you couldn't depend on your friends and relatives and loved ones. And then superimpose that onto all of our people in general, well, then we will be on trusting on one another. And you got to know that going in. But what's the remedy? Correct yourself. That's all. 
do right. That's all. It's not that difficult. Do right. So, commercially, what happens? All these people talking about, you know, history this, scripture that. One sole voice coming out of this nation. One message coming out of this nation. Not all splattered all over YouTube, the debates and all that madness. And slowly but surely, you start to hear what we're talking about, start to cut into these other people out here to the point where I get a call today, somebody somebody else telling me about how they're copying what we've been doing seven to ten years ago, what we've been doing seven to ten years ago. Now they're trying to copy and, and further, you know, mislead the people. Brother Rami, are you there? Shalom, I'm here. What's on your mind, brother? Um, you're right. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. Um, we we got to get to this point of of actually showing more loyalty to our people. You know, loyalty is everything. You know, having good faith, that's most important. And a lot of us don't actually understand the Hebrew creed. They don't, they actually truly don't understand who we are as a people. And it got to get to the point where somebody has to actually teach these people a lesson and actually show them, okay, enough is enough. You, you rather kill your brother. And then when a cop come in front of you, you bow down to them. You might as well, if you're going to kill your brother, you might as well go ahead and kill him too. Or you just sit back and you help your brother and show them, look, I'm here for my brother. I'm not here for you. Are you? Well, I give kudos to... Sean Combs, Master P, Percy Miller, they started talks on, hey, let's start our own NFL. Let's start our own football league. That's where our minds always need to be. When we were left out of the music industry in the 80s and 90s, the hip-hop music was left out. They went to the streets and started their own. Every time we do that, my teacher told me this. Matter of fact, I got to share this story with you all. My teacher was connected. He was connected with people in the music industry. One of them happened to be the famous R&B singer, Stephanie Mills. My teacher was married to her sister or one of her sisters. I don't even know how many sisters he had, but one of her sisters. And um, my teacher knew uh, this rock band, funk rock band, Living Color. He knew them personally. And for me, because I came up in that era, you know, they were like heroes to me, right? So he said that during his time, 
in the 70s, 80s, how all the underground bands that were trying to break through, um, they started a thing called the Black Rock Coalition. So he said, once they, once we came together, once our people came together and formed this coalition, they were making so much noise that the record companies came and snatched Living Color from out of the Black Rock Coalition. And once they paid these guys, signed them to a deal, they never came back and talked to the people in the Black Rock Coalition on a regular basis. So he said what the Caucasians would do is they always give you hush money. They always invite you to sit down with them after they see you doing so well and make making all this noise. They're going to pull somebody out first, get them money to say, hey, look, that's not true that we're discriminating. Look, we gave Living Color a million-dollar deal. We're not discriminating against you. Then he said, after they do that, once they gauge where you're going with it, then they all come and throw money at you, and they want to... He said they're going to throw money at you and they're going to try to hush everybody up first. And then second, they're going to try to take over the industry that you've created. So, I saw that happen with hip-hop and various other forms of music. They didn't want to listen. They didn't want to um, deal with NWA. Oh, they're too vulgar and all that. But yet, they came right over to NWA. When NWA starts selling all these records underground, now they're offering them millions of dollars. So, Every time you see us build a, a, a platform of our own, know that the devil's coming to knock on the door to try to cut a deal with you, to get you to sell your soul. That means you bow down to the slave master once again. What gets me is like the these, these NBA players and NFL players and all that, Look at this. They're like the elephant tied to a string on a post. The elephant's strong enough to snap the string, but the elephant's mind is enslaved to the point where it thinks it can't go as far as that string will go. That's Negroes. Because there's no way in the world you should have 50, 60, 100 million dollars and your contracts, and you can't take some of that with other people that had that amount of money and build. Jay-Z bought into a team. Usher bought into a team. But why do the players not think like this? Magic Johnson's doing it great. But why is there more Magic Johnsons? 
Magic Johnson apparently is a brilliant businessman. Why is there more? We can do it. We can handle our own affairs. We can do it. But you got to want it. You got to love it enough to be dedicated to it through the ups and the downs. Brother, you came up on your mind. Shalom. You know, uh, it's a lot because um, particularly like with the players, um, it's, you could, we could say like they don't have enough examples to follow, but I feel like nowadays I think what happens is, let me not even say that. What What's happening is even the brothers that have all this money, so to speak, I mean, overnight, we could have been doing this a long time ago. It shouldn't have took what's happening with Colin Kaepernick to spark, you know, Sean Combs and uh, Master P to all of a sudden bring their minds together. Now, I would still commend them for that, but this is stuff that we could have did years ago. And I think, I don't know if it's a, a pride thing, but it's like, you know, they're only going to do what they knew when they was growing up. So, like, the rags to riches story, I'm going to get this money and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be famous and everybody's going to see what I'm doing. But then what about your other brother that's also doing the same thing? I got a network and come together. And it's like, you know, we, we often see that, you know, we don't, these people don't really take the time to really look around and say, you know, like, why don't we just build our own thing? We already got all this money around us. Why can't we just do our own thing? And it's like, I'm not sure if everyone's familiar with, like, Damon Dash. He was, he was part of the um, formation of Rockefeller with Jay-Z and um, all these other people, and he was a big proponent of we have to stick together. Now, he was very adamant in his approach while he was in the music industry, but his message was, well-intentioned where he was like, every time we are letting people who don't know our culture, who don't subscribe to our culture, try to run our culture. And we always do it all the time. And then they come in and they give us these deals, these 360 deals, and we ride without having any money, so to speak. And our voice gets lost in, a, in, 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 in all of that, in the midst of all of that. So why can't we just stick together and do our own thing and just, worry about our own affairs because every other body of people do this. We're the only ones that don't do this. So it's like, and it's not that we, we're not gifted or talented or skillful. Like we, we possess all of those traits, divinely so. But it's about who is going to bring those minds together, you know, and it's like, it's amazing how you put a bunch of them in the room and then it's like this ego clash, you know, but Again, like, you know, I just think in general, like, particularly for our people to really make it far, we really got to, like, we really have to, like, think bigger than ourselves, and we have to really understand the concept of team, teamwork, you know, like, it's an old, you know, it's, it's a cliche, you know, catchphrase, but, like, the whole essence of teamwork, like, working as a body of people, teamwork, you know, like, not every man's an island or a woman's an island, so to speak. Like, we have to work together because it's, it's you get further doing that, you know, and then 
and then what happens like with a lot of times, particularly our people, like we we want to feel like we're the ones that got it figured out. We're the ones that got all the answers. But yet, why? It's it it real real leadership, real success is about bringing other people, like-minded as well, that are competent in one area, another individual's competent in another area, and you bring everyone together, and then that's how many competent individuals that can accomplish one single goal that one individual that thinks that they can do it all by themselves can't do. So it's, it's you know, I think, um, I really think uh, our people really just got to really, really got to look bigger than themselves, you know, and I include myself in it too because none of us is, is exempt from that equation as well. But, like, we just have to really do a little bit better at, like you said before, you know, showing loyalty, dedication, commitment to our people. And I don't know if it's because Satan has done such a great job at convincing people that that's not the right thing to do or cool thing to stick together in our communities, but other people, other communities, other nationalities don't have that problem. We always have this problem, and it becomes very frustrating, you know. And, um, yeah, otherwise, if we, if we, if, if we keep reinventing that, if we keep repeating that, you know, it, it's, we're going to keep singing the same song, and we're going to keep wondering why we're going to need more instances of a Colin Kaepernick situation in whatever sports or whatever, whether in music or any other entertainment aspects for us to wake up to actually stick together in, on, on a grand scale when we should be doing that all the time. Regardless if we have a billion dollars to a dollar, it should be all be consistent across the spectrum. So I yield on that. Praise the Lord, brother. Very well put. Brother Eric, what's on your mind? Shalom. I, I'm, well, I mean, it's like he say, uh, brother. You can say it's a it's an individual quest. You know the uh, the powers that be have have stuck to it since since schooling. Uh, I think, uh, brother. Uh, now, Minister Cedric had put us on a word called literary or something like that. Uh, but that means when they took the religion, uh, took your religious or the ecclesiastical power away from the people and put you in the school system, and then inside the school system, they took, they only teach you one thing. They teach you to be the best or nothing. So the people who fall to the wayside, you know, they become, you know, it, it, it is a mental sickness on them, put on them, you know, that they feel that they ain't nothing because they failed or they ain't number one. And it teach you to, uh, how you say it, personalize your craft as as being just a, the, the number one and on top and the best. But at the end of at the end of the day, it don't teach you teamwork. You know, some 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 things do, some classes, some courses, but. They always, you know, had a valedictorian and salutatory. So you always have to be number one and always proving yourself in the, uh, the this United States society. And if uh, you ain't the best, they like they say the quote, you ain't nothing. So either win or go home, you know. And and that has stuck with our people to be the best, and we lose focus of the uh, the teamwork and the and the uh, the unity. 
And with with that, I yield. Praise the Lord. John Sally, for, John Sally, former Detroit Pistons. What you just said brought this up in my mind because he said this in his interview. He said, um, "When you go to school, now he he is a guy that got scholarships and all that. He was a top basketball player. He's like, but when you go to school, they're they're not giving you education. They're giving you training. They're just training you to be, you know, a good servant." And that's very true. And all I'm saying to us is be mindful. You gotta you gotta correct your things that are going on with you, but you gotta have your loyalty not only to a cause, but to a behavior that's going to support your cause. A positive, clean behavior. You see, you gotta and you gotta have loyalty. Loyalty and love is the royalty that we are looking for that's the real royalty um for me loyalty means everything when i was younger i didn't understand it like i do today but i'm so committed and so loyal to whatever i make my mind up to do that if somebody betrays my loyalty, my trust, somebody betrays me, that makes me done with them forever. Not that I'm going to mistreat them, talk bad about them, but loyalty for me, I know what it comes down to. When you're in a fight, and I had this happen when I was younger, who is going to stand by you? with you and work together to win this fight? Or who are you going to turn around and look and then kicking up dust, running? Who's going to leave you? So you got to ask yourself that. And in a lot of ways, the wrong what's wrong with us is when we're in our communities, you know, we get so much about, we get so much focused on ourselves that um, we we just neglect our responsibilities to our groups. You know, we do. And in the end, there's not going to be individuals surviving. There's going to be collective surviving. And if you don't see the signs of the times about what's about to come right after this stuff, then you must be totally asleep. Brother Trevon, what's on your mind? So listen, today we are in week eight of this semester. We are going into a break, and then we're going into the last semester of the year, which is going to be a very short semester. My goal and my focus that I've been trying to get us to do is work together collectively so we can continue to build this network. It's all ready to go. It's just that not enough of the people are ready to go. 
not enough of our people. But we'll get there. But you got to gut check yourself and the things that we're trying to lead to, what I'm saying to you, this is going to prepare us for our future. It's going to prevent us from collapsing with all the other people that are about to collapse. These, uh, These cuts that have happened, if you all don't know, they've cut Medicaid, Medicare, food stamps, WIC, and Social Security by 40 to 60%, the funding. So that's like, let's say, let's take a small percentage. Let's say you're used to getting food stamps $200 a month. Well, what if they come back and now you're only going to get 140 Okay, they already cut them in, in Detroit before I left five years ago. They, people were getting 200 then they cut them to 180 So they cut $20 off their food stamps, and they weren't even aware that that was happening because Negroes don't read, and they don't participate in government. We don't. I mean, how many times do you turn on CNN or, or C-SPAN? How many times have you ever in your life or, or do you know of people that have attended a town hall meeting? How many times have we, people attended a school meeting for your children? So all the things that are going on around us, we're not participating in. I'm not saying anybody here is like that, but I'm sure you it's not you. I'm sure you know tons of people who did, who fit this description. We're not participating. Okay, well, you know what? It's too late now for the masses. The game is over. It's either jump on the on the ark or get get the hell off and try to hope you can swim. But if you collect, if you are not move, just moving your whole self into thinking about more than yourself and working and playing your role collectively. I'm not trying to, I'm not saying trying to be a hero. Oh, I'm going to go away. I'm going to build this up and I'm going to come back and help the nation later for that. If you, if you can't help the nation play your simple role right now, how, what makes you think you're going to do it trying to go away? You know, do you know how many people have told me this over these years? <laughs> One guy told me, Oh, yeah, Brother Priest, I sat down with these guys, and they want to fund, and they said that they're going to give us a loan. I said, they said they're going to give who a loan? They ain't said they're going to give this nation a loan, and you ain't even spoke to me about it. No, hell no. I'm not taking no loan or no handout just to get us enslaved again to some, I don't care if they are Negroes or whoever they are. Behind those Negroes are Caucasoids. So what are their intentions? All coffee are not bad, but my point is, the the part we can sacrifice a little bit. If you can't sacrifice, if you can't sacrifice a dollar, five dollars for your own benefit. Now I'm not talking about giving it to the nation. I'm talking about putting it in your own bank, your own private bank. If you can't sacrifice that. You need to check yourself and get yourself in order. 
but we're going to do it. We're moving in the right direction. We have so many positive things that are moving in the right direction. We have, we pulled a group aside of people that were ready. We've been getting them prepared finally, and they've been moving um, at a fair pace. But the, what was more important is that the understanding is setting in of what we're about to do. So um, as of today, we're going to go on break from this class. We will be back here. Um, I think it is November 20th, Monday, November 20th. Let me make sure. That is correct. We will be returning to classes November 19th after this week. So if you have class this week, you got to finish this week out, including Thursday. So as of Thursday, after Thursday's uh, fellowship meeting, we will be on um, semester break until the week of November 19th. Okay, so um, everybody, we asked everybody to get a few things in order, Facebook, Twitter, you know, that thing. Brother Peace, okay. I have all that already. I had that now about a little over a month now. Yeah, you told me, brother, so praise the Lord. I know that you've been... Uh, you know, you have the job scheduling issue, but um, I'm very happy to know that you got that done. And I'm going to get back to you on that other part. I just, uh, I got a lot of work, man, okay. <laughs> a lot of work, So, but I'm going to get with you. So, um, yeah, so we're, we have people that are moving in the right direction. The people that normally excel um, are, are ahead of the game. So, like normal, praise the Lord. But we're all moving in a positive direction every time we um, deal with self and, and take a step forward. Don't forget where your love and your support is. Don't forget that we're in this together. So if you're not around, you know, you, are, you, you, you might be missed at more than just your presence. It might be more than just your presence. It might be what you contribute spiritually and encouragement. It might be the questions you ask. It might be the statements you make. It's a lot to you than more than meets the eye. So please keep that in mind. We will be on Fellowship Line this Thursday. So thank you all for being here today, and uh, we can adjourn for today. Shalom. Shalom.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.